beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers, because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. Hello, my little birds. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I hope you're having a great Friday. I appreciate you making us a part of your weekly lives and your weekends. I know it's tough, uh, and I appreciate you tuning in when you can. Uh, if it's your first time here, thank you for joining the, bir- the birdhouse. You're welcome with open doors, uh, open birdhouse doors. Uh, however big those are, they're big in our world. Uh, and man, we just talk all things Jesus and all things faith, all things just growing. Uh, I tell you about my journey as I'm walking in 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 the in the light of Jesus, and I hope you just kind of resonate t- with it, and hope you pull from it, and I hope you apply it to your daily lives, and I hope you learn something, I hope you feel something, and I hope you identify something in your life that I'm going through and can can relate. You know, as simple as that. All right, I don't need to explain the show that much. Anyway, let's get get to it. I'm beating around the bush because this episode is hard. Uh, this episode was tough. Uh, it was tough to write. It was tough to feel. It's tough to say out loud. Uh, this, I'll give you a little description. Basically, this episode is about pain. Uh, it's about the pain that I feel every time my son leaves to go back to his mom's house after the summer and winter break and spring break. It's all very tough. Uh, this one, of course, is the summer feeling. Uh, we talk about turning to God when your heart is broken. We talk about what God does for us when we do turn to him. And we just get vulnerable on this episode. We get honest and we just let God do his thing on it. All right. And I hope it helps you uh, if you're going through a dark time. I feel like we're all going through a dark time on uh, a worldly level, but a lot of it, uh, I think it stinks even more when we're going through it internally, you know, when it comes to our family, our, our friends, the people we love, you know, and I will say it's hard as much as I know to go to God when, you know, you're feeling sad or when you're feeling any kind of emotion that's, that's not positive. Even when you do feel positive going to God for everything, you know, it's easier said than done, man. Even me just being so like deep in the word and, and deep in my faith right now and on fire for Jesus, it's hard. It's hard to go to God when your heart is broken, man. It's hard when the only thing your thoughts can think of are the person or the experiences that broke your heart in the first place. Like I had no desire to pick up my Bible today. I had no desire to do anything just except sit around and miss my son, but I just realized that I had to go to God. I had to sit down. I had to read. I had to write. I mostly had to write. Because I had to get everything the way I was feeling out. So that's basically what this episode is. And I'll tell you guys, I prayed a lot when he was here. I prayed to help me be present as a father. I prayed to help me teach him the things he needed to know this summer as a, as a growing seven-year-old boy. I prayed to help Noah learn more about Jesus in those nine weeks than he ever has before. I prayed that God would help me love him as much as possible and he feels that love. And I really prayed that this summer and the things that we do would be engraved in his memory forever. And I prayed for those things, and I truly believe in my heart that they were answered. A few days uh, before he left, we were in the car coming back. Actually, it was the day before he left. We left to go to Alabama. The day before, it was Friday. On the way back from my mother-in-law's house, uh, my, my wife's family's house, uh, he said in the car, he said, Do you guys know what you taught me this summer? Jesus and love. He said that. 
out of nowhere, just random. There was no like pre-question or anything. He said, do you guys know what you taught me this summer? Jesus and love. And then Catherine and I couldn't even respond the way he said it because we couldn't even respond to it because it was just so genuine. It was so heavy and it was just so real in his heart. And I'm not really an emotional guy, right? But when it comes to Noah and the love I have for him, it gets it gets it gets to me, man. It does. Like I had nights during the summer where I would just be alone reading in my office, right? And I would just break down crying in the middle of like reading or after reading because I just knew the pain I'm feeling like today was coming. I knew that it was just gonna suck when he left. And I just remember it was like eight weeks into our summer and I just started crying because I realized I was closer to the end of the summer than the beginning. And I do this thing, I'm sure some of y'all do this too, when, when, when you cry, you just like, you find like everything that you feel sad about, about a situation and you just think about it and you just you're like, let me get this cry out, let me get this cry out. So I just would do that, you know, especially when I really realized about six weeks into the summer that we we're closer to the end than the beginning. And I had nights where I prayed and I pleaded to God to just be in his heart, right? Just be in Noah's heart and be with him since I couldn't be with him. And I had moments of, of guilt sometimes whenever I took some time when he was here to like read or write or even check my stupid phone. Uh, and I had moments of frustration as a parent. I had moments of impatience. I had moments of selfishness when he was here at times. And that's one of the worst things about being a human being and and being just naturally sinful and just selfish and you think about all this stuff when you're you think about all these faults and all these things that you could have done better when you're hunched over deep in tears as you missed the little guy you've loved since you were 19 years old right you you bent over and you're feeling those emotions you're feeling those thoughts everything just comes pounding at your brain as far as why you're feeling this way you know and granted I, I really feel that he had an amazing summer I think we did a great job this summer I think that I think all those things I told you guys earlier about what I prayed for, I think a lot of those things are true. And I'll tell you why. And uh, I'll tell you why a little bit later as far as more reasons I believe it came true. But also I'll tell you this. Noah wrote uh, on a little sticky note. Uh, he said, and on the sticky note, said, I'm like my dad. And he put it above a picture of us on the wall behind my desk because he knows I'm going to look at that every day. And he wants me to know that and to think about him while he's gone. Like, he plans this. He tells me, I, uh, I want you to think about me when you see this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it breaks my heart. Because even though I only see him at most three months time of the year, he still loves and wants to be like me. I'm his Superman. It's crazy. But little does he know, he's mine. So in these last two years, because uh, we used to be, for you guys that don't know, uh, we used to be, uh, living together in Florida, uh, his mom lived in Florida, I lived in Florida, we would split the week, basically, so some weeks I would have three days, some weeks I would have four, some weeks I would have three, some weeks I would have two, it was, it was just kind of based on our schedule, right, so in these last two years, we've been, um, she's been in South Carolina, I've been in Texas, because uh, she was stationed in the military, and then we wanted to get out of Florida, and not go to South Carolina, and, and anyway, so in these last two years, every time he went back to his mom's, uh, we would just hug, me and Noah would just hug and we would just cry and like cry hard, man, like painful stomach aching cries. And this time I really prayed to be strong for him when uh, we said our see you laters. Like I tried not to think about the last hug as the last hug for a few months because my brain has a tendency to do that. This is the last hug for a few months. Is this a good enough one? Am I present? 
am I feeling his, his arms properly? Am I feeling his cheek against my cheek? And I try to just be okay with, with him leaving for him. I tried to be strong and he was so strong about it. He made me strong. He was like, I'm good. Like we had a great summer. Like he was just, he was, he's a grown kid. He's grown up, you know? And I really prayed for peace over the whole exchange between his mom and I, and it all worked out. All the prayers were answered. He got in his mom's car and he was ready to go. And my heart broke a little bit, right? Cause he gets in the car and he was, and he was like, I mean, he was excited to see some of the stuff his mom brought him in the car. So I think that's why he was like quick to jump in because she got him some like cards, uh, Pokemon cards and like a, a binder and football cards and baseball cards and organize them for him and stuff. And uh, so he was excited. You know, I get it. And his dog was in there and stuff. So but he was the point is he was OK and it was bittersweet. Like I was proud of him because, man, my, my heart was hurting. And it was sweet, though, because he got back out of the car and he gave me a bunch of hugs and one big last kiss through the window. And then he drove away and we waved and I teared up. Catherine went pee and then she asked me to change Malachi's diaper. And like, she, like it's funny because she asked me to do it. And I was like, everything in me didn't want to, you know, I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting right now. But I think she did it as kind of like a distraction or something to do like while she was gone. Cause she, she knows me and she knows that uh, I'd be emotional. So I basically just cried on Malachi's uh, legs and stomach as I changed his diaper. No bigs. And then uh, I pulled it together, and then we headed home from Alabama to Texas because we met in Alabama uh, as the middle ground, eight-hour drive. Well, nine and a half to be exact, uh, 10 when you have a baby. Uh, so 10-hour drive. Uh, we get home, and we walk in the door, and we start unloading. And, man, we walk in the door, and it just hit me. Like, I, I had it together for the most part in the car, but seeing all his toys and the basketball hoop on the ground instead of the door, it just hit me. It just hit me hard. Uh, and then I unloaded the car and, and I see we forgot in the trunk, his Nike red duffel bag of clothes. And it just sucked seeing that in there. It had all his stuff in there. And because that bag, it sucks seeing it, not only cause we forgot it, we're going to have to ship it and he's not here. It's just, uh, just seeing that bag just reminded me of getting him. And letting him go at the same time. Because when, when we see him, that bag is awesome. I love that bag. Every time I, I see him and it's the start of the summer or the start of the winter or the start of the spring break, that bag is amazing. But at the end of it, I hate that bag. And it was so heavy of a bag too. And I just knew I was going to have to take it to the post office where him and I went multiple times this summer. And we just waited and waited in line, socially distanced with our stupid mask on. And we just had good conversations in the post office while we we're waiting. And and just I just didn't want to go to the post office carrying his bag. You know, it just sucked. And uh, my heart just hurt so bad seeing the bag. And I was like, oh, man, I was just mad. I was mad at us for leaving it in there because it's like, dang, man. It's like my heart felt like it was OK. And I was like at peace with it. And then I opened it up and I saw his little sandals all folded up and his T-shirts and his jeans. And I was like, man, I just want him back. but I can't have him back. Mistake I made as a teenager because of a premarital sex, because of what God's word tells us to stay away from because of my selfish desires, because I didn't know anything about what God's word really said. So now I have to live with this pain for more than a decade of my life, three to four times a year. 
I have to live with this pain of saying goodbye for months. And it sucks. Because we're close, you know? It's not like... I don't treat him like the summer kid, you know? He's like my best friend. And FaceTiming him is a beautiful thing. But it also just reminds me of how much I'm not there. And one thing I realized in this season of life, though, is like... I really realize that I can help people make better decisions. I can help young people make better decisions based on what I go through, what my testimony is. And if I can help young people know what God says, then maybe some lives will not have to experience the same pain that I do. And we all have something unique about our story that can help someone else. We can all make a difference in this life. Your story may change his story, a.k.a. change history. Yeah, little wordplay there. Shout out to Drake. That's where I first heard that. And the good news is this, despite the adversity that we face, we can find peace in knowing that everything we go through is meant to glorify the goodness of God. Because at the end of the day, I did make a mistake as a teenager. I did have premarital sex. Uh, I didn't know anything about God's word of what it said about what to do in that regard for the most part. You know, I knew a little bit, but not enough to like actually follow it and, and be obedient to that and to care. Honestly, I didn't care. And he blessed me with Noah. Like Noah's the best kid. You know, he's amazing. He has God in his heart and I love him to death. So as much as that, that mistake sucks, it's also like the biggest blessing in disguise. You know, it's the biggest blessing that came out of that, that poor choice I made that we made as, as, as young people. So like I said earlier, it's gonna, it's hard to go to God when you have a broken heart. Like seriously today, I felt like I couldn't even focus. I couldn't even think to open the Bible because I didn't think I could focus on it because my mind was so thinking about Noah. And I now know about turning to God through all things. Writing an episode about how I feel is going to God. Having God in my heart is showing me how to deal with these things. Before, I don't know how, like, I don't remember dealing with it like this. I think I would just deal with it and just let my day be ruined. Like, my whole day would have been ruined if I didn't write write this episode my whole day would have been ruined if I didn't pick up the book and start reading it and it's not always read your bible guys here's the thing it's not always just pick up your bible and you're going through something it is but it isn't as much as I believe in reading your bible having God in your heart is the ultimate reward of reading your bible consistently so having God in my heart allowed me to like get through this pain and it helps me to keep getting through the pain Every time I feel it, it's going to keep, he's going to keep helping me get through that pain. And I know I'm, and I know I'm also going to get back to it because I know, I know what I know, which is God's word. And I know writing this will help me get back to it as well. I know saying these words out loud will make the ears that falls upon think differently about their own struggles. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful for this platform uh, and the ears that listen to this. And as I uh, look at the pictures on the walls and on the fridge and it hurts my heart. I also know in my heart that Noah's got a great life, man. He's got a great family. He's got a great future. He's loved by so many people. He's got, he's got, uh, two step parents that have good families. You know, he's got my family. He's got his mom's family. He's loved by a lot of people. Right. But most importantly, he's loved by God. That boy has Jesus in his heart more than I've ever seen a kid have. He believes in all his heart when he prays that God is going to answer them. He has no doubt. He prays with no doubt, unlike us tainted grown-ups do at times. And I look at his picture, and I know he may miss me in his heart. He may miss Catherine. He may miss our family in Texas. He may miss his little baby brother, Malachi. 
but I also know he's happy. I know he loves life. Every day is a day to enjoy for him. It's his spirit. It's who he is. He's like, let's get it. I also know that boy is going to have people he can reach that I'll never be able to reach. Based on what he's going through, what his experiences is, and what his experiences of life is going to be like. He will have a testimony and be able to put on for Jesus in ways that I couldn't. I think it's important to guide your kids and tell them about Jesus, but man, they will do it differently than we did, and that's okay. Chances are they're going to do it better because you actually raised them in that light. So guys, is is, is my heart broken right now? Yeah, it is. It sucks. Uh, is it hard to go to God when your insides feel miserable? Yeah, it's hard. But it's also a weight off your shoulders when you do. Because I can cry to my wife and she'll ask me if I'm okay. She'll understand. She'll even give me some encouraging words. But she ain't going to do what God can do. She ain't going to do what God can do when I go to him in my moments of hurt, sadness, and even desperation. And I'm different from my wife. Like, I react to things with emotion. I think I want something because of emotion. Kathleen's a very logical thinker. We're opposite. I'm like, let's move to wherever Noah is and we can see him more. We'll be We'll, do, we'll sell everything we own. We'll move wherever they are. We'll follow his mom. Wherever she goes, we go. That's emotional. And I think praying more helps you become more logical. I think God is like, no, do this instead. Think these thoughts instead. Yes, you miss him and you want to be with him as much as possible and you want to be there for him. But Zach, you are there for him. You are with him as much as I need you to be with him and as much as Noah needs you to be with him. Noah is doing well in life. Don't interfere with that because you selfishly want to be with him more. Just be intentional when he is with you and he will grow up the way he is supposed to. That's what I felt like God was saying to me as I was writing this. And man, this summer had a huge impact on him because we were so intentional. I truly believe that. His mom texted me a few hours after getting him uh, and I quote, he's so grown after this summer more than ever before. It blows our minds so much. We're so proud of the big boy he's growing into. He's so strong and we already have had so many great talks. She sent that a few hours after having him. A prayer answered, right? That's God telling me he's okay. She's telling me he's okay. But in reality, in my heart, that's God telling me he's okay. Let him go do life with his mom for the next few months and you'll see him again. Do what I called you to do. I'll be in his heart like you prayed for. In uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. The first day of being home, Noah's mom sent me a picture of him holding up his devotional with a huge smile and a thumbs up and him wearing his cross necklace that is a little too small on him. And it, and it warmed my heart because he chose the cross necklace the first day back when he has like five other necklaces and one that he got this summer of this like really sick basketball hoop that has like little tiny diamonds on it, okay? It's not real diamonds, but you know what I'm saying. Like it looks pretty sick. He chose the little tiny cross that barely fits him on his first day back. So that was beautiful to see. Again, it felt like God was like being like, hey, I answered this prayer for you. I answered this prayer. He's got me in his heart. You're good. All right. The pain you feel, yeah, it's going to be there. But the prayers you you ask for and what I want for him in his life and what I want for your life is answered. So it's beautiful to see. And then she texted me right after that. 
we're, we're hoping our church opens back up to go to services on Sundays again. He's going to start going to church again on Sundays over there too. You tell me, tell me my God isn't powerful. Tell me my God don't answer prayers. Mm. <clears throat> He's good. Go to God for all your problems, all your heartaches, all your heartbreaks. Will your heart still hurt at times when you see something that reminds you of that pain? Yeah, when I look at this picture on my wall, it hurts. But you have the love of God to help you get through it. We have earthly responsibilities, right? We have earthly responsibilities like being a father, being a husband, providing for your family, etc. And I do those things. I was a father all summer to Noah, and I'm always going to be the father to him, whether he's here in this small house or he's over there in South Carolina. But it's time to get back to God. It's time to pick that Bible back up, even when my heart is bleeding. It's time to write about God. It's time to worship. It's time to see the beauty in the struggle, and it's time to help other people Learn from what you're going through. It's time to be a walking testimony for Jesus. It's time to speak up. It's time to put on for Jesus. It's time to recalibrate, reload, and re-engage. My man Jocko. Jocko Wilnick. Look him up. Uh, look up Jocko Wilnick Good on YouTube. Uh, it's like a two-minute motivational video. Me and Noah love it, and it is the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, my heart has God in it. I feel like your heart has God in it. Noah's heart has God in it. There's peace in that. So if you're going through something, know that. When you go through something in the future, know that. Because it makes what you're going through so much better. He gives you the 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 strength to go through it. And I will be okay. Noah will be okay. The pain will be okay. And I encourage you to go to God when your heart is broken. And it's hard. It's so hard, but it even it says in scripture all over about it. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus said this in Matthew eleven twenty eight. I really wanted to put out uh, put on for Jesus part three for you guys today, but I felt I felt it was right to give you guys what was on my heart this week and uh, share with you guys what I was going through and uh, relate it back to God as much as possible because that's seriously the honest truth is how things have been going for me and how I've been handling it, and we're day one into this of uh, life without Noah again. It feels like a deployment every time it happens because it feels like I'm having to uh, protect my heart and uh, stay strong, you know, while he's gone, and uh, I know he's doing amazing things, and he'll continue to grow and be a good kid, and uh, I know I'll be able to talk to him twice a week over FaceTime and stuff. It's just still hard, you know. It's a different life when he's not with us at this house, and I'm. And I know it is over there at his mom's house too, you know. And like he's just so loved by both both parents and uh, both families. And uh, he has another brother on the way in December uh, on his mom's side, and that's exciting for him. And uh, it's just there's a lot, man. It's a lot growing up, you know. Your heart gets softer as your kids get older. I feel like, and uh, he definitely breaks my heart. Uh, a lot, you know, he's the only thing that really makes me cry, him, Jesus, and uh, that's basically it, my, my wife I don't think has ever made me cry, because <sighs> she's dope, and she don't break my heart, she stay with me, she's good people, but uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode, I hope you learned from it, I hope uh, if you're going through something right now that uh, you go to God, you know, you go to your Bible, you write, you journal, journaling, dude, uh, I mean, I know I write 
episodes for the podcast, but I also journal. You know, I write in my journal uh, what's going on in my life. I really recommend you get one. It'll open up so many doors in your life, in your heart, for sure. Uh, and sometimes people say they don't know what to write in their journal. And uh, write anything and everything, man. Everything and anything. I legit write stories. I write funny things that happen. I write sad things. I write things I'm angry about. Uh, and sometimes I even write prayers in there to God. I say, dear God, and then I just write what I'm thinking as far as like what I want to pray about. And, uh, yeah, man, not every episode I can, I, I, I have to teach you guys something, uh, or show you what I'm reading or studying. I feel like these episodes are good because it really shows you that, yo, your boy still be struggling out here, man. Uh, life ain't all rainbows and butterflies and peaches and pecans. All right. Uh, it's, it's more than that. Uh, and just because you got God on your side doesn't mean you're not going to go through stuff. You know, there's still storms, there's still thunder, there's still valleys, man. But uh, going to God definitely helps you rise back up that mountain, man. And uh, this is day one of back on the grind with Jesus, man. Uh, I was on the grind when he was here still, but it's just a different mentality here when he's not here because there's just more time throughout the day. And it's important to just use that time to uh, do what you got to do, man. And uh, start school the same day he does. Uh, September 7th, his school got pushed back a couple weeks and I start my college, um, or, uh, or ministry school, whatever you want to call it. Um, September 7th as well. So your boy going to have some fresh episodes about that, uh, coming up soon. Uh, I'm going to Colorado next weekend, uh, next week with my family. Uh, I can't wait for that. It's going to be exciting. So, uh, show some love, uh, say some prayers that it's safe and, uh, good times. And also, I just have the biggest feeling in my heart that going out there is going to really bring some heat into my life as far as uh, the things I'm going to learn about uh, while out there, the peace I'm going to feel, uh, the way God's going to move out there in my heart. I can just feel it for some reason. It's coming. I'm also going with my wife, uh, my sister-in-law, Sharon, and my mother-in-law, Cheryl. We're all going to be squatted up in a car. Uh, Malachi's coming, too. And uh, those three people that I just mentioned love Jesus. They put on for Jesus in big ways and we're just going to have the best talks and I could just feel like I'm going to learn a lot and just, I'm going to ask a lot of questions and we're just going to have a great, uh, weekend, just us four, you know, cause my wife has a big family. So it's going to be dope to just really spend some time with just a little tight group. And, uh, I'm very excited for it. And, uh, just the scenery out there is going to be amazing. I just know I'm going to come back with some heat. I could just feel it. And I want to get more guests on the show, man. I feel like you guys like the guest episodes. We've only had two so far, uh, uh, two episodes with guests on it so far. Uh, it's just been hard during this time because Noah was here and I've just been so much in my own bag lately in my own like little, little world right now going on, uh, with, with the shows. And, uh, I promise to have more guests on soon. It's just, this season was a little rough for me to get guests on just because of, um, Noah being here, but uh, I promise to have guests on soon. I got big things coming for the show, man. I got some new ideas that I want to do uh, for the show. Uh, I'll tell you guys about that soon. As soon as I get it figured out, uh, probably be in the next month or so, you'll hear about that. Uh, I got school coming up in the fall. Me and Noah go back to school around the same time, which is cool. Uh, so Colorado is going to be awesome because it's a little break right before school. And uh, I'm excited to go back to school, man. I was really good at school. So it's going to be cool to go back to school for something that I love with all my heart, which is Jesus. And I just can't wait to like get into discussion boards and just uh, submit papers and study doctrines of of trinities and doctrines of sin and all that stuff and just really just dive in deep in it, even deeper than I am now because it's going to be, you know, kind of have a curriculum and stuff. So uh, your boy's excited and y'all, y'all better stick around for it because it's going to, it's going to be some heat 
Uh, I got a song recommendation for you guys. This song actually reminds me of Noah. It's called uh, Where You Are by Leland. Uh, it's so good and it's so sweet. It just reminds me of, uh, the lyrics just remind me of wanting to be with Noah and uh, I thought I'd share with you guys. So yeah, Where You Are by Leland, uh, it's a beautiful song, reminds me of Noah, and uh, it'll remind you of somebody special in your life, like Jesus. So uh, go check it out, I love you guys, thank you for tuning in to The Birdhouse, uh, new episodes coming out Tuesday, I think that one's going to be put on for Jesus Part 3, the trilogy baby, oh snap, the trilogy, oh, alright y'all, see you Tuesday. <laughs>